Well, that's good. That's good that we still have like that. And guess what? What ninety percent of the things are. Oh, me? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I can see that. It's, it's usually that you say. Yeah. And it's not like you're not going off a tangent. Sometimes you'll add to something, and we have to scrap the entire conversation because you added one stupid thing. I gotta work on that then. If I, I just gotta work on not adding <laughs> really stupid stuff <laughs> with my with my explanations. And then your stupid stuff just sounds so bitter and angry sometimes. Yeah. They're like, well, f like even you explain it, it makes it sound worse. <laughs> yeah. Like there's, yeah, it was a Jerry Springer one. You went yeah. on a nice tangent about Jerry Springer. I'm like, the guy just died. We can't keep it in here. Yeah, that's true. Okay. But gotcha. you were like, well, f this guy. And I was like, dude, he just died. Like, we can't, we can't just say f this guy. Damn. I'm like, dude, no, scrap. Damn, I don't even remember what that was. I had to, I had to wake up and be like, oh, oh, what happened? Where'd I go? Damn, now I get it. We're like, all right, you had good points in here. You can't air them, but you got good you points. But you got some good points. Go it in five, four, three, two, one. What's up, everybody? This is the Red Band Podcast, your source for all film and TV related news and topics. I'm your host, Anthony King. And of course, with me tonight is my co-host, Adrian. And you guys know him. You love him. It's our main man, our technical director, Mike Cards. I don't feel the love. <laughs> <laughs> Think you all hate me. <laughs> You hate yourself, Mike. I'm going to take all my negative emotions onto other people. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's how it works, right? That's how it works. <laughs> That's how it works, right? I don't actually have to deal with my problems. I just make it everyone else's. No, we have to deal with your problems. Every time you say something yeah. really stupid <laughs> or you say something that goes a little too extra hard. <laughs> we just had a conversation about this. Yeah. All the stuff that 90% of the stuff that has to be cut is shit that I say. Stuff that constantly has to get, yeah. Mike is the person we constantly have to always censor out because he'll say something really outlandish or inappropriate. <laughs> And it's the thing, like, we talked about, like, you won't even go on full tangent sometime. We'll have a really nice conversation. It's going, it's all well. And then you'll add one wow. thing. You're like, well, <laughs> that's gone. The entire conversation scrapped. Because <laughs> apparently Michael hates little people. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Like everything will go right. Yeah, I just don't think that he's giving it his all in his performance. It's really showing up on screen, and he's also a little person. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> no. <laughs> I think we need to have like an advisor on the ball on the screen. Michael actually doesn't care. Yeah, about <laughs> Michael's never. <laughs> Michael does not actually hate, hate little people. Hate little people. And then I got throwing shit like, I don't hate little people. I love Peter Dinklage. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't work like that. It doesn't, it absolutely doesn't work That's like that. It's not the same. Let's <laughs> say, I don't hate black people. I got a black friend. No, that doesn't work. That's not how it works. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah, so moving over to our main topic for tonight. Of course, we're going to have a big thing going on with a new type of trend that's been going on in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. yes. But before we get over to that, we have, of course, our film news. Yeah, let's get it done. So up first, we have Indiana Jones 5. The Dow Destiny reviews for the early reviews are already out. And what do you think? I do think it's Oscar winning. <laughs> I think this was the one treasure he could not find. <laughs> and he absolutely did not find that treasure from early reviews and what people are talking about. It sounds like it is worse than Crystal Skull. Oh, that's you're gaining wacky, empty, lackluster. These are the type of words used. Ooh, that's safe. <laughs> oh, safe. Yeah. Oh, oh, shit. So, you know, that's bad when talk, people talk about, oh, it's a safe move. Like, this was supposed to be the final one, right? Supposedly. I mean, supposedly, supposedly because Harrison Ford refuses to give this role up. He loves that character. I don't know, he, and didn't he just get awarded for, like, 
an honorary award for playing yeah, the character. I think so. I guess. Like, he got, like, a five-minute standing ovation. Like, yeah, I saw that clip. It yeah. showed him all emotional. He was all crying. Yeah, but we're talking about a franchise that Where it has two good movies. Two good movies <laughs> and, like, two other really bad ones and, like, a television series that never worked out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I forgot about I for- that. Yeah. A bunch of video games and, like, not a really good batting average. To yeah. be fair, isn't that, like, the trend for, like, all the greatest franchises. Like, let's be honest. I really only like Empire Strike Back and A New Hope of Star Wars. That's it. I still Four don't. and five. That's all. I don't like six. I don't. I don't like the fucking bears taking out the Empire. Those little Muppets. Neither do I. <laughs> yeah. I don't like. Yeah. And I get so much shit for that. Oh, me too. I get so me much too. shit. I'm How like, could you not like the bears? Because they're bears. <laughs> It's little stuffed animals. All right. Like if there were the Ewoks that's in Battlefront 2, which are terrifying, and they run fast. <laughs> oh, I yeah. would understand. And at night, that would be terrifying. But at in the daytime, you're throwing stuffed animals at me. Like, screw you. They got defeated by rocks and sticks. Yes. Like, I'm sorry. They got defeated by rocks and sticks. I don't care what anyone says. of like, They're so cute. Yes, they're cute, but they're still useless. Okay. <laughs> you got to sell merchandise somehow. All right. <laughs> That's all it is. And I they didn't have enough too. merchandise. No, they need more merchandise. They well, need more. They all need the like, spacecrafts. No, no, no. The main no, characters. No, no, no. Star Wars. No, no. The they, laser blast. Don't forget. <laughs> no, they did that because they uh, Fox stupidly gave all the merchandising rights to uh, to Lucas for the first movie. Mm. So they needed to make up something. Yeah. They needed to stuff bears. Yeah. <laughs> they needed to sell something. And they were like, well, kids love bears, right? Let's give some bears. And, and turns out it. people still do. So and then the prequel trilogies, like, let's try to find that one kid friendly character that all of them will love. Jar Jar. Everyone loves Jar Jar. <laughs> okay. To be fair, though, that was George Lucas idea. That one. <laughs> all right. George Lucas idea. Fox, Fox didn't have a hand in that one. Even Fox was like, what the fuck were you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> but you see, it's like it's a thing like the greatest franchises. Yeah. There's only like really one, two good films out of that. Yeah. So yeah. like, can you think of any type of franchise where like all the films were hitters? Lord of the Rings. But you got the Hobbit series. We don't count the Hobbit series. No, you <laughs> count them. We, 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 we don't count the Hobbits. We don't count the Hobbits. We don't we don't talk about the Hobbits. All right. Leave it alone. <laughs> Shut up. Move to the next one. <laughs> one there's also like a Lord of the Rings animated TV show, like in yes. the eighties or nineties. There was an animated There was the uh no, it was a. Uh, it was an animated movie. Oh, okay. So I remember that being so janky. Oh, it was janky. Yeah. Okay. You had the Hobbit and then you had the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And both of that was made by the same studio. And yes, they were janky as hell. It was, uh, it was, it was definitely high fantasy lore. You would hate it. Andrew. <laughs> 100%. Like the layout of this movie. Now, given as you watch it, it's like, Oh, like some things animation wise are very clever, but it's also very weird shit that doesn't even make sense. Like, for some reason, like when Gandalf has given like advice to Sam and Frodo before he leaves and it's like, OK, you guys need to be careful, like stay off the main roads, only travel in the daytime or whatever. He looks at Sam and he does like this weird like finger thing where he's just oh, like, no. now stay safe. And he goes <laughs> like to, his, to Sam and then he dips. I don't understand it. Why it was in there. I don't know. So the whole thing was weird. Uh, Janky ass animation. If I ever get one. OK, you got to admit, though, the, the Hobbit was is a classic. Oh, who are you? Precious, my precious. Reminds me like that PBS animation. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah, back in the day, man. Can you pull up the uh, the Gandalf finger thing really quick? (laughs) Lord of the Rings animation, Gandalf. (laughs) He does like this weird like (laughs) finger thing to Sam. Right, that one, right there. This one? No, one down. Okay, right there. Watch. I must go consult with the wizard Arrowman, the head of my order. Be careful, Frodo. (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't know. I don't know why he does that. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why he does that, but he does. And he just fucks with Sam. Like, gotta make sure you're ready for this journey. <laughs> oh, shit. See, you fail. <laughs> See, you're dead. <laughs> That's why we don't talk about the other ones. <laughs> just 
just Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, but going back to Indiana Jones, yeah, I wasn't surprised that yeah. it was getting yeah. really bad reviews. But at this point, we're just going to see it just to see the de-aging yeah. effect, really. Doesn't he only like filming on the studio lot now? Yeah. Yes. Well, once you have parameters like that, I feel like it's already going to be like a mess. You should retire. You should retire. <laughs> yeah. Automatically. We said that a long time ago, but... <laughs> He's still here. He still crashed two planes. So. <laughs> Those planes ain't gonna take him out. Nothing will. <laughs> Those were a sign of I'm gonna make Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Crane crash. <laughs> Crane cr- plane crash. Second one. I survived. Second one. I'm gonna make the dial of destiny. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying, if God's saying that message. I mean, even that's not gonna stop him. <laughs> All right, moving over to our next topic we have is Disney World is finally shutting down its Star Wars theme hotel. You know, the one that's $2,500 a night. Incredibly expensive. Yes. Yeah. Is is there a reason for this? There's just not enough people, right? Damn straight. Who the hell's going to afford $2,500 a night? (laughs) So the the main idea for that one was that it failed on two things. One, obviously, it's stupid expensive mm-hmm. yeah. and it only caters to like the 1% of people who uh, can afford it. Yes. And two, it only depends on the star Wars fan experience. Yes. Right. How many hardcore star Wars one percenters do you know exist? Dude, it's like how many yeah, of the one yeah. percent are being like, all right, star Wars finally are going to go to this. Put it this oh. way. When you go to the theme park, how many people are buying the lightsabers? All the people that, are not part of the 1%. Yeah. <laughs> Kids. Kids. Children. Kids. Children. But how many are they pushing out lightsabers? Those Tons. $300 ones. No. Mm, not very many. Nah, that's, not what I'm, the, I'm, no. that's what I'm, the point I'm trying to make is that those lightsabers are 300 bucks. Yeah. Not many people are buying them. Who's going to spend $2,500 a night on and a Star Wars hotel? Not the people who <laughs> already spent $300 on a lightsaber. Because even no. that was a risky buy. Dude. As, let's be honest. As Star Wars fans, we cheap. Yeah, so yes. packages for the Star Wars hotel can go up to about twenty three hundred a night for two adults and one child. And that's two adults and one child. Let alone if you got a family of four, two adults, two children, or a family of five, three yeah. kids. Get three adults, one child, six thousand dollars. No. Absolutely not. That's that's a that's a whole family vacation someplace yeah. else. Yeah. And I highly doubt, you know, even if it's just like two couples going yeah. I highly doubt it's the most romantic, you know, yeah. surroundings. That <laughs> was just a terrible business plan who catered to ultimate Star Wars fans who they thought would be absolutely rich. And they weren't. Instead <laughs> so. of, honestly, they should have done a hotel with multiple themes where you could pick out, hey, what do you yeah. want? The Disney uh, Princess experience? The Star Wars experience? Yeah. You know, or even if you're going to have a Star Cruiser like hotel like theme. Yeah. Why not have different tier packages? Yeah. You know, you want to be one of the 1%, you can get the fucking expensive ass $6,000 a night. Yeah. You're middle class, you know, maybe close to like 400, 500, you know, $600, $1,000. Yeah. Like, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. You're dirt broke. We have some lots in the back. We got some lots in the back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got like, the Disney trailers. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, see, they should actually have tears. No, the, the 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 broke ones are just huts. And then they huts. just live like a Tuscan Raider. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, see? see, that would have been better. All right. There's, I mean, there's different things they could have done. They could have, look at, for one, we are easily amused as Star yes. Wars fans. Yeah. You could have had a basic as regular hotel. It just had R two D two just bring your breakfast in the morning, dude. Hell yeah! Oh, there, that, I love that. Hell yeah! That's that it. Perfect. The, in the uh, yeah, in the breakfast in the early morning, yeah, like because you have some like robots that do their restaurants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Have it like an R two D two type look, dude. I would one hundred percent pay. Dude, I was yeah. so down for but that. But I'm not going to pay twenty three hundred dollars a night. No, no, absolutely not. So the business plan for that just failed. Yeah, only eighteen months after opening. Damn, that's only just 18, 18 months. months. Eighteen months. So all those investors just lost all that money. Yeah. Stupid. Man, that sucks. Good job, Chipek. Good job, man. You're smart with that one. <laughs> All right. Well, moving over to our next topic for film news. We have the SAG AFRA is calling for strike authorization vote ahead of their June 7th talk. Mm, yep. So they're already, already they're already beginning. They're gearing up. Yep. They're prepared. So chances are because they're watching how the writers are and seeing there's nothing progressing 
mm-hmm. they're going to be like, oh, well, shit, they're not going to progress with, if they're not going to press the riders, they're not going to progress with us. No, so that, you might as well get th- geared up. This tells me that they don't even have faith that the directors will yeah. have an actual agreement. That's so, that's what wow. that's telling me. Is that's telling me that they're so already ahead of it. They don't even think the directors are going to have an agreement. Yeah, and uh, and it's not asking for much. From what I was reading, I just kind of saw a little bit of like the announcement of what they mm-hmm. expect, and of course AI was in there. AI was mentioned, mm-hmm. talking about how what they wanted was quote. Our goal in the negotiation is to ensure that our members working in film, television, and streaming and new media can continue to earn professional living with a contract that honors our contributions, them being benefit plans, protect members from erosion of income due to inflation, reduced residuals, unregulated use of generative AI, and demanding self-taped auditions. I'm kind of... No, I don't know what the last one means. I'm, I'm going to admit that. Self tape. So demanding self tape. That oh, means I don't have I to see. go. Yeah, I don't have to go to this agency to record my audition. Like yeah. I can just do it myself and submit it to you. Like how we do it. You know. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. In the amateur yeah. business, how we do it. Yeah. We don't. We don't have actors or people applying to go to some agency. We have mm-hmm. them submit stuff to us and then we will review over. Yeah. Or we'll hire at least a casting director just to review all these tapes. Yeah. That's how it's easier done nowadays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I get that. that yeah, I sense. get that. Yeah. So driving like across town, seeing like a, a long ass hallway mm-hmm. filled with like hundred other people that look just like you. <laughs> here's the thing though. You got writers demanding residuals. You got directors demanding residuals. Do actors deserve residuals as well? I mean, their face is uh, on the screen. It's, it's like, a, it's a tricky one. It's the, oh, say Adrian. Hey, That's a tricky one. Adrian's thinking about I would it think it'd be the same thing as like when you see a commercial and you're in it. So it's like Bryce Harper getting for head and shoulders. You're going to get a residual for that commercial because your but face is in it. Is it enough to, so you showing up on scene, being told what to do, playing a role and leave. Does that equal up to someone who wrote the entire project and then someone who directed the entire project? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Does that equal up to the same type of residual levels as them? You see what I'm saying? Because yeah, you're, you're thinking about on the concept. My face is shown. I'm being thrown all over the world. I deserve the money. But did you put in the same work? And is that warranted? Just for showing up, it's like so. It varies to me. It varies because it design. If it's for like, let's say, uh, like a franchise, yeah, it that would make, warrant it. That, that would warrant, warrant it. a franchise, yeah. Uh, but if you're only like in, let's say, three scenes and that's it, mm-hmm. does you know? Does The Rock deserve royalties for Black Adam? You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Knowing that he's gonna show up, do his thing, and dip. Would it be set uh, maybe like a certain percentage, like a small percentage? I wouldn't say because I, they're already getting paid. And like you already, already think about this: certain- how much of that film is already being split up for residuals now, mm. and how much will there be left? Remember, the more residuals you you pan out, the less money. Yeah, it's going to yeah. be in your pocket. I wouldn't say like a fat residual. I would say a small percentage. Mm-hmm. Like say for writers that have their. Uh, that have the residuals of their work being played on like, whereas before television, Mm -hmm. it'd be like a small percentage of like, say 1%, 0.5, whatever. Mm -hmm. What, instead of it just being like a fat fucking, like here's a 10% kind of thing. Cause obviously that 100% profit is eventually going to dwindle down. Actors already do get residuals. They already do. Mm -hmm. So like, even if you're in a small minor role, Mm -hmm. that was like 23 years ago, Mm -hmm. you'll still be getting checks or checks are shitty. They're like $20. Oh no, that I've seen checks like one cent checks. Yeah, one cent. Uh, you know, stuff oh, like way, that. You have to cash those in. You have to. You have. There's no way. You can't just like, oh, fuck it, throw it away. No, you have to cash them in or else you get fined for not cashing them in. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then I think the, I don't really think you would call that a residual then. Yeah. If you're getting yeah. a shitty residual like that, nah. Like that's, that's just a slap. That's just like, oh yeah, like technically, legally, we have to give you like this check for like mm-hmm. a penny. And then now studios are going to have to readjust their finances to figure out how to split up the residual costs and then who gets more residuals and then the arguments afterwards Mm -hmm. about why this person gets more you see what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like it shouldn't be it should be a no-brainer why a director gets more residuals than the actor that Mm -hmm. should be a no-brainer because he puts in more work yeah 
Yeah. But you know those arguments are going to come. Okay. And then how do you mediate those arguments? I mean, when you have You see, like, yeah. it, it, solving this problem doesn't mean it's going to solve the problem. It might open up a bigger shitstorm of problems later on down the road. I would think with an actor having already, like, a negotiated contract for the movie and a set payment for that movie mm-hmm. is already handled, I would say, like, a certain percentage of a residual, depending on the appearance of how often they... They like, appear. would you think residuals should be higher for Anthony and Joe Russo for Captain America rather than Chris Evans? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You will say yeah. that. But what happened if Chris Evans, like, I demand more money because I'm the face of this entire franchise and it's nothing without me. It's like, well, you already got paid mm-hmm. and you do already have a residual technically on certain products. And then want to just go, just go back to right where we're at now. <laughs> Let's talk to strike. You see what I'm saying? Like, I think it's going to vary per project and how every contract's handled. Mm-hmm. I think that's the only way by doing this. It's had to go by contract to contract basis. Yeah. Contract, mm-hmm. but not an overall blanket. Over no. Yeah. But that's what they're fighting for. They're fighting for the overall blanket. I, I see that. But at the same time, like we're talking about like this is like, say either a franchise character, which you are the face of, mm-hmm. or you're just a background character that shows up in two scenes. And that's mm-hmm. it. I think it would depend on the, the level of, uh, yeah. Like how you're saying, like the level of, uh, I don't want to say stardom, mm-hmm. but of appearance in a movie. Yeah. Like say if you're showing up, I could see it being in television shows. Mm-hmm. I could see a, a residual being that way. Like say if you show up in law and order mm-hmm. and you, you were like, I don't know, the main killer or something like of that episode, yeah. you should be able to see a residual every time it's oh, aired. Yeah. But that residual not being like a, here's 50 bucks. Hey, here's 20 bucks. I think there should be like a standard residual like, oh, hey, like here's 200 bucks or there's 300 bucks. Well, there's a thousand. If you get into the argument, so you have a franchise, it's kickoff, it's booming. So something like Fast and Furious, if Paul Walker was still alive, who would get higher residuals, Vin Diesel or Paul Walker? Oh, Paul Walker, 100%. See, you say that. Because he started the whole thing. But do you think Vin Diesel will hold on to something like that? And then that brings in the argument and then what happened? They want to take people to court. You know, you see how messy mm, it gets? Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, that was the main reason for... Too Fast and Furious when Vin Diesel wanted more money. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. the whole thing. But like that's just the whole thing where it's just He like, wasn't even Too Fast, Too Furious. No, no. The reason why he wasn't in it. Oh, okay. He wanted more money. Yeah, that, that's what happens. That does yeah. happen often, yeah. Okay. But I know. Do you- so the idea of a blanket residual pay yeah. being added to the contract. Mm-hmm. Okay. But do you think SAG and Afro is going to strike, though? Hmm... That's a, that's a tricky one. That's oh, yeah. Man. The strikes actually happen. It, it depends. Uh, like uh, the writers, I can see as right. a whole not profiting at all. Yeah, yeah. Right. Actors on it, depending on the level of stardom, might be like, okay. I'm, I mean, I don't know. I probably would vote no on this because I'm, I'm okay. See, it's like it's so open because different yeah. people get paid and way different forms of levels. Yeah, depending on the stardom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So the A list actors are they're not going to good. They're not going to be on the picking line. They're no. just not going to do it. Or not. Oh, yeah. I don't see that either. That's It's going to be crazy, though. So when June 7th comes, or was it June, June 3rd? Se- June 7th. June 7th. We'll, we'll see, man. Yeah. We'll see how this all goes. When does the directors strike or their renegotiation, their contract? Like, soon, like, right. I thought that was August. No, I thought it was, no, it, uh, it was sooner than SAG. Oh, was it? Was it, it was sooner than oh, SAG? Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Is that this month? No, I thought it was also June. I thought it was like no, within. I, our major contract uh, expires on June thirtieth. June thirtieth. So what's oh, June thirtieth? So it's the same month. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, no. That's when the contract officially ends. Uh huh. But negotiations start on May tenth. Okay. Oh, so they already started. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they they okay, so we, we talked about that last time that they're yeah. already in the talks for that. Okay. All right. Well, that's gonna be interesting to see how that really goes. Yeah. And see, like, if everything shuts down and strikes, <laughs> June is gonna be the place to where uh, the studios are gonna be sweating. Yeah. No, no, that's a that's a complete shutdown. Oh yeah. Where are we gonna get the extra hundred? Where are we gonna get the extra hundred million dollars? I just don't know. Didn't you get a check for like two hundred million? What are you getting at? <laughs> <laughs> like, just a shot in the dark. Maybe we just cut that bonus down by like eighty percent. Then how am I going to pay for my things? I mean, I got three houses in Hawaii. That's expensive. <laughs> Another shot in the dark. Maybe you don't need them. <laughs> You're speaking gibberish. I don't understand. This. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they always want to stuff all their pockets with enough, with as much money as they can. Yeah. But if you need, you know, shout out to Hollywood. If you know, if everything just shut down, we can make a movie. Just give us a couple of uh, 
Action figures, some Hot Wheels, and yeah, we'll, we'll make, make it work, man. We'll make it work. We'll make it all work. <laughs> we'll make it all. All right, well, we're going to go over to our main topic, but first we have a quick shout out from our sponsor, Audible. So we'll be right back. And we are back now onto our main topic. Yep. On product biopics. For those of you who don't know, it's a concept that's been kind of slowly coming in, but it mainly these are biopics that focus on a type of product or merchandise rather than the life of the individual who created it. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. films like the new ones like Air, like Flaming Hot, the movie about hot tamales, which yeah. is weird. Like it's uh, weird. Hot Cheetos. Hot Cheetos. Hot Cheetos. Oh, hot Cheetos. Yeah. yeah. It, it's weird having films now based off products than people. But I get it because. Yeah. It, I mean, it's interesting. It's yeah. interesting. It's fascinating because uh, to actually see the product in its in its inception is more engaging than actually like the people itself. The people themselves yeah, and what they went through. We're kind of tired of like the biopic of people because we don't care about people. <laughs> <laughs> we don't care about people no more. You know, we saw a lot of biopics of uh, like celebrities. Like, you know, we saw like of Elton John. We saw one of Freddie Mercury. We've seen ones of uh, we've seen ones of like Jim Brown, you know, NFL stars. Yeah. Uh, Sports stars, uh, Jackie Robinson, blah, 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 you know, everybody else. And it's it's become more fascinating to watch the development of brands, certain certain, certain things. Merch, some products, you know, how it yeah. developed, how it became the best of all time. Yeah. Like, I feel like we're definitely get a lot more of those. But would you count like the social network for the one Kickstarter that off? Well, would you consider social network more of the on brand product biopic or a biopic? I'll consider that more. Mm-hmm. Ah, that's a because that Ooh. one is lovely. It's like right on the line. It's like is the movie more about Facebook or is it more about the creator of Facebook? Yeah, that one. That was a tricky one because a lot of times biopics they cover you know a person's birth and you know they their 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 uh and their whole life their whole life yeah. up mm-hmm. to that moment. This one literally just starts us off like in their in their university stage mm-hmm. and in the you know the start of Facebook itself. Mm-hmm. So uh but, I guess it's a it's a product biopic. But it also kind of covers his like personal side of like why he's being sued. Mm-hmm. And then like um Andrew Garfield's character explained like, oh yeah, he was hanging on, on the words of of Justin Timberlake's character on every single word, I mean, like he's like the coolest guy around. Like, ignore the the in Facebook, mm-hmm. just Facebook. It's like shit, and he's already just kind of like rubbing it. <laughs> so I feel, like, yeah, it is a fine line between yeah. the development of Facebook mm-hmm. and just the absolute shitstorm that is Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, and these films have slowly been coming in one at a time, but I feel like this year, twenty twenty three, oh we yeah. Have Tetris, Air, Flaming Hot, the new one, Blackberry. Blackberry. Blackberry's having its own the Blackberry biopic. phone. I, yes. I I just heard about it today on the it, way over here. Yeah, yeah. Did not know it, and it's with the dude from um from Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. What's the yes. name of that actor? I always forget. His fucking Do you, name. Like for the like, this is like tenth time this. Morning. I know it's the tenth time. Glenn Howerton. Yeah. Glenn Howerton. Yes. Yeah. So his character plays the man who was the co-chair and CEO of uh blackberry uh mm-hmm. jim balsili yeah jim balsili who was the former chair and co-ceo of the canadian technology company research in motion which developed the blackberry phone which mm-hmm. at its prime made over 20 billion annually Damn. So yes. it was a very successful phone did you guys have a blackberry no my dad did uh, it was actually it was actually a pretty cool phone <laughs> like see my mom got a blackberry i had like jank ass <laughs> <laughs> Some like <laughs> jank ass flip or whatever. I didn't even have a flip, man. My phone never flipped. Or the or the burner. I had a burner phone. For I basically had time. a burner phone. Yeah, I had the the for I, my first one was an old school Nokia. Oh, oh shit! See, the uh, the indestructible phone. Mm-hmm. Oh hell yeah! I had that one. That one could, could uh, survive a a fall from a twenty story building. Oh, dude, that that I think I think only charged that thing maybe like. Three times. That thing was built to be indestructible. <laughs> See, I had, ugh, I think the first ones I had was like this old like LG Sprints. Mm. Ooh, yeah. Okay. It got no service anywhere <laughs> ever. It was pointless for me having that phone. Dude, I still remember my first three phones: the Brick, then the Razor Flip, then the Psychic. 
I don't even remember my ones. I remember I had a burner phone. I remember you saw it. Yeah. It was like a, it was a flip. Yeah. It flipped up. And that was like, you got from Walmart and pay like yeah. 20 bucks mm-hmm. and get like so many amount of minutes. And then I think my next phone I actually got, um, I actually got from a teacher and it was one of my favorite teachers and he got, he gave me, he was like, Hey, like I just have like these phones, like we don't even use these. He's like, he's got like an Android or whatever. Mm. So like, I just, and it was a sidekick and it was like, you flip up and whatnot and everything. I never had one of those. I saw all these kids having those in school. So I was like, fuck, I want a keyboard. Right. So I was like, I had that for all yeah. throughout high school. And then it wasn't until after I graduated from high school where I finally got an iPhone and I had to work for that one. <laughs> See, like yeah, it's around high school. No, no middle school. I was working and then ended up buying myself a razor. Mm-hmm. And I maybe had that for like two, three months until I broke that shit. I remember that. And yeah. then I had to go right back to another shitty phone. The one it wasn't the flip ones, but it's one you lift up and then the keypads like underneath it. It was oh, one. The Matrix one. Oh, yeah. wow. So I had one of those. Oh. Shit. By the time everyone already had iPhones. <laughs> Shit. The struggle was real. The struggle oh, was so real. real. Like so I didn't get a flagship phone until like college. Yeah, same thing. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna lie, same thing. I until I was like maybe like twenty three, twenty four. Yeah. I actually got an like actual phone. Yeah. Yeah. This is like my this is like my f- third iPhone. Okay. Like ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, I go through the shits like maybe once a year. Yeah, you, go, you go through more phones than me, man. Yes, I am, Jeez. My God. But yeah, I mean, you got Blackberry. Would you see, would be interested in the type of like on brand? Like movies? Yeah, movies. Like, is yeah. this something that yeah. you want to see more? Are you more interested in the product than the people? Yeah. Honestly, at this point, yes. I'm, yeah. 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 Because I mean, I mean, there's very few people out there that want to like hear their story. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, hey, I want to see how like everything around that person. Yeah, because I mean, you see like these these huge names, yeah. yeah, these huge things. Like you would never guess, like the development of Tetris would have gone through the shit it went through. That's an interesting one that came out too this year. And Tetris, it was very interesting indeed, because you were like, you would never have guessed that it would have to go through like these multiple parties, and there was a fight for rights through Russia and through the U.S. and constantly be on the KGB's radar. Like, like you would never guess all this yeah. shit yeah. ever. And you would never, ever think about it because you're just like, oh, it's just Tetris. You know, it came out with came out with the Game Boy. Like, that was it. Like, no, it went through all this other shit in order to just to get to that point, you know, and becoming a wildly successful game. You want to be fucked up? Do you think you count Oppenheimer as an on-brand biopic? Oh, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) And you were talking about the stuff that censors me? (laughs) What's the brand? <laughs> Who are we selling it to? Japan? Because I'm pretty sure they didn't buy it. I'm pretty sure that was a donation and they didn't want it. <laughs> I don't even think that movie's going to be aired over there. <laughs> no, it will. It will. Like, how, how would you watch that over there? <laughs> like, my God. But wild. Are there any other ones? That you can think of that in a came out previously in the past uh, that are considered on brand biopics. Well, Lamborghini just came out. Um, no. Or are you talking about like before this year? Yeah, before this year. Oh, so before like, this like, year. So we're getting a lot for 2023. It seems like it's going to be a lot, but. Yeah, yeah. Can you think of any other ones um, that came beforehand? Give me a second. Give me a second. Mm. Uh, so we have, like I said, we got Flaming Hot. We got the. Blackberry, we had talking about the Aston Kutcher uh, iPhone one. Oh yeah, the Aston oh, Kutcher, the Aston Steve, Steve Jobs, Jobs, or it's called Jobs or something the, like that. I think it's just Jobs. Yeah, because yeah. we talked about like the difference. Like you had the Michael Fassbender one was really more focused on Steve Jobs, which was a biopic for that one. But the Aston Kutcher one that was more focused on the Mac, right? Yeah, that yeah. focused on the product. So you'll count that one more of an on-brand. Yeah. Biopic. I still think Moneyball counts as one. Because even though brand? it follows the brand? the brand, the brand is like the, uh, well, I guess I wouldn't say the brand. What's the product? What's, what's like, what's tangibly being made the product for was, people to buy? The product was like the statistical analysis generator to generate players. I still see that. It's just a biopic because, though. Because then that became a regular for all baseball clubs to use. You know, and they were testing it on every single game. So every time someone either like made a hit or stole a base or struck out, 
everything was fed into that Intel and then would generate like your wins essentially would generate would pretty much like generate the outcome of a game. I think <sighs> I think loosely on that. Actually, but yeah, maybe, it's not like maybe. A, I don't know. I think I'm it, it might be. Honestly. I think you're I think you're you're reaching. I think you're trying. Yeah. It's a stretch, but it's, I it's, it's stretching. It's, it's really stretching. stretching. But I do see it at the same time. I, yeah. I see that as a, a brand. Yeah. Okay. Or, you know, you got, you know, Mario Lopez and Recipe for Seduction. Oh, God. <laughs> Good old no. Colonel Sanders. Like, you know, that's whole. No, no, that, that at least was, at least that was all in good fun from KFC. They knew what they were doing. They knew exactly what they wanted. And they just wanted, like, pretty much they had a fucking moment. Like, you know what? Screw it. Let's just have fun with this product. Mm-hmm. Because what they released the game for it, mm-hmm. uh, was it a, what was the game called? Something about. It was a love simulator, like a love dating simulator. Yeah. Yeah. yeah for KFC. Yeah. Then they released a PC that warms your chicken. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I remember that one. I was like, what the hell? Uh, didn't McDonald's or someone have yeah, their own? The founder. founder. The founder. So yes. that's that's on brand, right? Yes. Yeah, because it's talking about, it was about McDonald's. McDonald's, yeah, it was right? About the yeah. uprise of McDonald's. Yeah, the layout of uh because it went because they didn't even follow the two guys that started the drive through or like the uh is that what it is? Like not the, the fast no, not, not the drive through, but the the kind where they, they come out to your car, they let the tray rest on your car or whatever. Yes. You know what I'm talking about? That was basically drive-in. Yeah, drive-in. Yeah, drive-in. Drive yeah. So like that. Um, and then how they changed it because they weren't generating the the type of customers they were hoping for. They got a lot of like hot riders and hooligans and boomerang. So they invented the drive-thru, family-friendly, and then the layout of that drive-thru kitchen in the back and then the development of like McDonald's and then its founders and shit. But yeah, I would count the founder as one. Yeah. With Michael Keaton. Okay, yeah. Uh, it is interesting to see how stories and biopics tend to even evolve too. Like most, like you know, movies evolve; they change, styles change, but you don't really hear that's coming from like documentaries or like biopics and stuff like that. So you can, it's weird seeing how those industries are even changing too. Yeah, because I mean, there's a couple other products. I mean, not products, but even things I would like to see. You know, like uh, honestly, one I would like to see of. Not about Walt Disney, but Disneyland itself. Disneyland? The kind of like the right before his death and after his death kind of situations and how they had to maneuver the park around, you know, around his death. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I think it might be interesting because he died mid, I think like mid between two, like two rides being made. <laughs> and that pretty much altered how the park was ran. Mm-hmm. So you had pretty much, pretty much this huge, like a group of people fighting on how the park should be managed. <laughs> I'm like I'm reading this comment talk about the movie Tetris someone's talking about like why does Tetris seem like a knockoff version of Bridge of Spies (laughs) (laughs) Steven Spielberg (laughs) but with an actual product yeah (laughs) see see well that's interesting can you guys think of like any type of like brand products you would love to see as a biopic Uh, let's see like Game Boy or something like that. Would you see like a biopic on Game Boys? How the Game Actually, Boy was well, made? I mean, There's one I think that should be made, but I'm not sure if it considered it. But during the video game wars between uh, Nintendo and Sega. Mm. Would that be considered a, a biopic or a... That's more biopic because it's about the war between them. I don't think it's... Because it's between on, two corporations. Yeah, two corporations. Because that one got, it got pretty dirty after yeah. that. Or, I don't know. What about the development of, like, video game cartridges? Because remember before, game consoles used to, you buy the game console to have the games already implanted in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you have the game cartridge, cartridge, which was, now you can develop the actual PlayStation or the actual gaming station itself, mm-hmm. and then you can just sell the game You entirely. can sell the game differently and just slap in the game. If it doesn't work, just blow in the cartridge. Exactly. <laughs> Even though it says you're not supposed to, but we all did it. We all oh, did. Come on. You know, you know it works. I don't care what anyone yeah. says. You know it worked. It worked. It, all, it always did. Uh, what about? Again, I don't know if it counts it, but the uh, dur- during that era where they were trying to make the game rating system, the ERCB or whatever it's called. Yeah, the ER. You know the game rating system, whatever it's called. The one thing that we all ignore. Yeah, ESRB. Yeah. The Entertainment Software Rating Board. 
Oh, House of Gucci was one. Oh, there oh yeah, House yeah. of Gucci. Yeah, yeah, I forgot, yeah, about yeah, that. I forgot yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. You see that one? That one follows the uh, the clothing line of Gucci. Have mm-hmm. you seen the movie? No, I, I, just, I, I just see the Mario jokes about Jared Leto. There's also the House of Versace. There was another one. No, I think the Versace one was about like him being killed, right? Coco before Chanel. <laughs> what? These are movies. Yeah, these are movies about these brands. Yeah, no, Coco oh. before that. That's yeah, a brand. That, that's that's a brand. one. That definitely is one. Yeah. Yeah. These are yeah. These are movies about the brand. So you have Chanel, uh, Saint Laurent. 2014 saw the release of another film depicting the life of Yves Saint Laurent with Bertrand Benelos. Uh, deals with the subject matter with more grit and reality. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. It's more fucking close. Okay, I could definitely see there will be a lot of those fashion people. Yeah, I, yeah, fashion ones I could see. You know, you got know Versace, Gucci, all that stuff. Something name. Oh no, that's never mind. I was looking at brand, and I was like, "There's a movie called Branded," and that's something to have to do with aliens. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. "That's something completely different." No, yeah, yeah. Uh, I still need to see Air. I really want to. Yeah, watch I'll see that. Air. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. on Amazon now. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's on Amazon. Okay, yeah, I'll so, check that out on Amazon. Yeah, watch it today, gay. Okay? These are all so interesting. I don't know. Like, it's hard trying to think of like a brand you want to know the story of. Like, you would never think of like Flaming Hot. You would yeah, never, never think of that. You would never think, yeah, you wouldn't think about that. Yeah. You would never think about something as as obvious, something obvious in your face that you would never think about. But it's like, I think people flock to that. It's like, wait, there's a biopic about Flaming Hot Cheetos? What kind of yeah. fucking drama did they have? Like, you know you're going for the drama. Yeah. Yeah. So it makes you think, like, what kind of drama did you get from trying to make Flaming Hot Cheetos? Now I gotta see this. I predicted that it would be... Or that it is uh, something where it's like, oh, hey, I'm just tampering around in the house with some flavors. I think I made something. Try this out, CEO of Frito-Lay. Wow, this is amazing. We'll get right on this right away and you'll be very rich. And then press conference the next morning. Frito-Lay announces a brand new flavor all through the makers of uh, some other scientist that handles the flavors. Yes, I was very astounded. The flavors came out that way. Then... Then the guy sues and then like somebody on the board is like, I believe you, you had a hand in making this. I'm going to fight for you. Then they go to court and then Frito-Lay is going to try and be like, no, we made it. We made it all along. You kidding me? All right. So what's the recipe breakdown? Well, I mean, it's, <laughs> there's, there's oil It'll, and um, spices. <laughs> like, you know, it's funny. Like you think all that and you're like, yeah, that's a really interesting story, but can you imagine someone having like a really boring ass story and you expect it to be really interesting, like Dr. Pepper? How do you get those 23 flavors? Oh, you just put a bunch of shit together. <laughs> like, can you imagine if they actually just had a really boring story that you could yes. But you expect if they came up with a Dr. Pepper biopic, like, I want to know how they came up with that. Yeah. It would have to be something on the lines of whatever brand that you have. There's got to be some sort of drama, drama or, to it. Yeah. You know, you, you can't just be like, Oh wow! I made this thing, and then it was just wildly successful. Like, wasn't the Game Boy made by like a janitor? I, I don't. know. It was made by somebody in like the headquarters that was just like they messed around with it or something. See, but that would be interesting yeah. story. Okay. See, that would be yeah. interesting biopic one on Game Boy. If it was like from some janitor dude. Yeah. Oh, so here's a here's a article right here about top eight brand films mm-hmm. of all time. And watch it probably only goes back to like the 80s or something. Mm. See values. So when you're crafting your brand film, what must be considered? The brand's mission, the value, and the storytelling. Keep it simple, be itself. So one is UNICEF. The untold story of UNICEF. UNICEF. Yeah. Yeah. If you have if you have is an inspirational documentary that celebrates 75 years of UNICEF's life-saving work around the world as told through the eyes of the people there. Oh, it's a documentary. Yeah, that's documentary. That doesn't count. We're talking about an actual movie people. Come Mm. on. Jägermeister. So who came up with the Jäger? Jägermeister's lesbian bar project (laughs) is part of the brand's most extensive save the night program, which aims to help bring awareness to nightlife workers affected but okay again this is a, I, I don't think these are like I don't no. think biopics like on brand biopics this is just yeah. documentaries yeah 
Get out. Shut up. Well, okay. So, what about films that they're obviously trying to sell you a brand, Mm -hmm. but it's not about the brand, but it's obviously they're trying to sell you a brand. Like, would you count like Space Jam? They're obviously trying to sell you Looney Tunes. They're trying to sell you products for kids to watch. I thought they were trying to sell me Hanes. Wheaties, McDonald's. <laughs> no, Nikes. those are movies that throw a shit ton of product placement. I think that should be another episode about the product placement. Because I, when I was trying to look up for articles about this for the biopics, yeah, I was getting a lot of films that they're talking about how much they were loaded with product placement that you wouldn't even notice. How many of those are Michael Bay movies? Oh, so many, See. so many. Actually, here's one I thought I've been looking at. Like, I'm looking at the top brands uh-huh. in the 2000s. A good one, a good movie that should be made is about AT&T. Really? Hmm. I remember, okay, I remember reading a story about that. Reading about AT&T that they were fucked up. They were the reason why uh, for the longest time we never advanced in technology wise because they held the patent to, uh, to cell phones and they refused to lend out their towers to multiple companies. And any company that wanted to, they specifically said, we'll just crush them. Doesn't matter. You dick. Damn. Until they, uh, because they had the monopoly. And so the U.S. stepped in. Pretty yeah, much they had to split them up. Split yeah. them up. Wow. So that actually would be interesting. That would be interesting. Yeah. See? Oh, I don't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess that, yeah. Would, that would count. There's a reason. There's a reason. If you look at the uh, at the bill, mm-hmm. right after it was passed, and they, um, they split them up. We had the fax machine. And we had uh, we had uh, technology move a lot quicker. A lot faster after mm. they broke up that trust. Yeah. Wow. So basically, these guys are just gatekeeping technology. Yes. Oh yeah, because you had it because they were the only ones having the um, actual cell phone markets. Dickheads. Yes. See, that would actually be an interesting okay, story. So then, who is the protagonist and who's the antagonist? Obviously, the antagonist is AT and T. You got protagonist. The you government. Have, no, no. You can have like because I know there's a couple stories about like some you know small tech companies trying to come up mm-hmm. that helped in that trust. Uh, being dismantled. So then it becomes like an underdog story. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. It's about, you know, what's it called? Uh, what's that, that? That Bible story, Goliath and oh, uh, David, David and Goliath. Goliath. David yeah. and Goliath. There you go. You got that story. What about like a biopic on like AOL, how that came to be, fell apart and just the transfer of that debt from company to company to company. Yeah. I'm done with that. It's literally like a curse now. I got, I just look at another brand. What about a story about Mercedes Benz? Do you think we'll actually be able to make something like that? Oh, stupid. Yeah, why not? Oh, my God. I don't know. <laughs> why not? Mercedes Benz, maybe Volkswagen, any of those companies. Why not? The movie Tucker. Tucker, which is that one? It was Something about the like... development of the Tucker car, the Tucker 48 car. I don't think I've seen that. You've never seen that no. one? No. Dude, that one is a brand movie. Okay, that's played by Jeff Bridges, and it's played by the uh, and he plays the man Preston Tucker. This car at the time was the car. I mean, it was imagine during the time of like the fifties, fifties and sixties, and suddenly you have a car that can make like thirty four, twenty eight miles an hour or twenty eight miles to the gallon mm. kind of thing. Like it was the car that was like had. Um, Seat belts. It had seat belts. It had airbags. It had uh, increased uh, miles per gallon. Mm-hmm. Uh, basically, everything that the current automotive industry didn't. And so it was development of him making the perfect car while at the same time, the other huge motor industries are so coming down, down on, on him, him, trying to yeah, shut him down. Trying to shut him down. Okay. Yeah. It's a great movie. I oh, check yeah. That one out. Oh, yeah. yeah. I haven't seen it though. I just look at right now on Wikipedia. Yeah. Actually, I'll check this one out. Like, here, let me look up the even just the features of this car. Not a... Oh, a centered headlight that turned with the front wheel. When do you remember that ever happening in cars? Mm. That Yeah, that technology was not that, yeah. brought back into, like, I think mid-2000s. Yeah. Collision protection in the form of a pop-out windshield. So that way, because uh, most of the time, yes. car crashes would fall through the freaking windshield. Yeah, that's back before uh, tempered glass. Yep. Mm. Padded dashboard, again... For car crashes yes. and a place to crouch under the dashboard. Avant garde style gave the car a futuristic appearance and an air power of speed and an air of power and speed. Sorry. And this was the time when like the motor was in the back in the trunk. Mm-hmm. 
So the front, so the front of it was open space. Yes. So this is a very, very futuristic car. I mean, it would have demolished the car industry as itself of like these other dealerships. So of course they come crashing down, calling the lobbyists, calling in Congress, being like, "You can't develop these cars; they're illegal." See, look at like bringing in other people to new investments that were obviously bought by other freaking motor companies that were like, "Okay, so our car sits at so and so; it needs to be heightened up; it needs to be higher; Mm. it needs to be this is the standard for everybody." Yeah, like you got to keep it like that. Yeah, like no, we don't. It's a great movie. Watch uh, that I need one. Check that. Yeah, Tucker. I was just thinking. I, was, I want. I want to see a brand product, but we're rooting for the bad guy. <laughs> we're focused on the bad person, like the AT and T one. Yeah. Can you imagine flipping that story? Except AT and T is the actual main character. No, no. They didn't. They similar do that with. Uh, Thank you for smoking. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, about the tobacco industry. Uh-huh. Yes. Would that count as also a product? No, I think that's about the industry as a whole. Yeah, that's okay. a whole. That's an industry whole thing. So, yeah. would this then be more of an industry type movie? Well, than it's, a brand. It's more just the brand. You can cover just the brand. Yeah, because <laughs> it wasn't too many brands who did that. Okay, you got Kirby or Cutco on those too. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See, that's the type of stuff I will be interested in. Well, actually, one before we thought, uh, there was one that they brought up on this list was mm-hmm. one that should be like a brand, possibly. Dyson. I don't know much about the story with Dyson, so. I mean, it was all invented by one person. Um, and I think he went from company to company until, like, he actually did his own kind of thing. Okay. Basically trying to sell the Dyson vacuum, though, and picked it up until he yes. made his own. I want to revolutionize air and sucking. Don't you want to change the way it sucks? <laughs> No wonder he probably was like <laughs> him, him uh, trying to. He goes to these board meetings trying to like sell the product. So you guys suck, right? If I can show you how to suck better, <laughs> <laughs> thank you. I think that's gonna be it for today. Unless <laughs> I'm gonna make that tea time after all, because <laughs> that's that's wild. That's a wild way to start this off. Bringing the dude who reinvented McDonald's, all right? Because that guy, he, <laughs> he, knows, how to sell. he knows how to sell. God damn. <laughs> yeah, that would be interesting with that. Yeah. Like I said, like, there's a bunch of companies that could be made. There's, there's so many different on-brand product biopics that can be made. We're going to, honestly, I, I guarantee we're going to get a few more. Mm-hmm. Then people are going to get tired of them. Then we're going to get something else new. Because uh, No, no. We're going to get a few more. We're going to tire of them. Then they're going to double down into that for another year or two. And then they'll see. That's how it goes. Yeah. yeah People we, get tired of it really fast, but the industry will really double down for like the next two or three years. Because we got for a while, we were getting a bunch of uh, uh, the musician biopics. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And people got tired of those. And now we're moving on to the products. And then we're going to make full circle back into, you know, regular biopics. Because you need a break. Yeah. yeah. You need a break from it. But I'm, uh, I mean, I'm kind of digging it. So far, the movies that have come out have yeah. been very fascinating. Oh, they're pretty good. So, I mean, oh, yeah. Just this year alone, we had Lamborghini, Air, Blackberry, Tetris. What other one? There was like Flaming another hot. one. Flaming Hot. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, already five, and it's not even June yet. Oh, my goodness. This is going to revert all the way back full circle to those like medieval biopics. Really of brands. No, hey, no, what if be- I tell you, you could chop somebody. Without having to use a sword, and it's the brand about the axe. Dude, we're gonna go back to like <laughs> I'm waiting for those because I know you're gonna hate those, Adrian. We're gonna force you to watch so many of those. Welcome back to High Fantasy, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> you can hear me complain nonstop in the, the theater. It's no, a- no, 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 hold on. If you're allowed to complain about fucking Fast and the Furious and all those shits, I'm allowed to complain about them as well. <laughs> <laughs> we know they're coming back. Oh, no, they're coming 100%. back. But, but as long as I'm capable of, of, uh, of complaining about them the way Mike does. Because <laughs> we're all sitting there watching the movie. All here is, ah, <laughs> really? God. He's playing soccer with a giant fucking neutron bomb. Come on. You're telling me that's not stupid. <laughs> oh, no, we all agree it's stupid, but I'm just enjoying myself. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I need I need something to make a little bit of sense. You need and, some logic. And no. You know what? Label Fast and Furious as a high fantasy and I'm in. And then it makes sense. Because then everything's magic. 
Honestly, yeah, yeah, but at least they don't have that be, stupid dialogue. Because then everything would make sense how Vin Diesel's car always seems to make it to the next location around the world. Yeah. No matter what. As long as they don't have the stupid dialogue about, you know, about that whole thing about, like, I still bring it back to Lord of the Rings. That stupid cold quote. How cold, it's so evil that it's cold. I don't know why. Like, I think about Fast and Furious dialogue, and I feel like 75 to 80% of the dialogue is just them asking questions. Yeah. Well, just... Somebody brought. Wait, no. If you rewatch the franchise and go through all of them and just write down how many times someone asks a question, I think that's most of the dialogue. Can we go this fast? What's in the cargo? Are you my family? Where's my family? Yeah, do this. They they use questions to move over to the next scene. Yeah, I mean, so instead of using action of like therefore and but, yeah, they just go from question. Where are we headed? And it's like, we got to get going. We're going to be late. Where are we headed? Brazil. They're doing the ancient aliens logic. You just ask questions. You just keep asking on. questions until you get to an ending. Who are we up against? <laughs> Pulling up. <laughs> you see it now? See? It's nothing but questions. Yeah, God damn it. I hate it. You want me to ruin one for you as well? What? Terminator 2, nothing but exposition. The entire dialogue. That's true. That is true. There is nothing but exposition. Basically, them having explained why everything is happening. Rewatch the movie. Rewatch it. It's nothing but exposition. There's no actual tangible dialogue within the whole film. Think about it. Hold on. Give me a moment. Why is Chase after me? What, the T3000? God damn it. <laughs> oh my god, he's so fast. He's built better, faster, stronger. <laughs> the entire dialogue. There's no dialogue in the entire film. Where are we going? We have to shut down Skynet. See, Skynet. <laughs> <laughs> damn it. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> god damn it. There he goes. I ruined a movie for you. <laughs> and then like him trying to describe like Human emotions. Yeah. Yeah. Like what is crying? <laughs> crying is what? <laughs> it's nothing but exposition. I hate it. I hate it so much now. I think that should be a new yes. thing we should try to do. Just ruin movies for each other. <laughs> now, what if I were to tell you that Schindler's List is actually a biopic for a brand? What's the brand? And before we say that. Let the audience know we might have to cut this out. I think you already know. <laughs> I think you already know. Is that about Volkswagen? No. <laughs> you know that's cut out. That's a little bitch. I can't respond. 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 It's gonna get cut out. I don't want it to get cut out. It's already cut out. It's already gone. (laughs) It's already gone. It's done. The minute I said that, you know it's gone. Damn it. Yeah, it's gone. Oh shit. (laughs) Come on. (laughs) During a time when unemployment was at its highest. See, you can look at it that way. <laughs> look at it as a, as a business biopic. Oh, man, at that point, you can take any type of fucked up situation. <laughs> Slavery, man, that's a biopic. That's a bomb brand. What are we selling? We're selling. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. That's even more fucked up to the point where it's like the brand is just people. Yeah. <laughs> That's so fucked up. God damn it. All right. This is not a good place yeah. where we close this out. That's good. That's good. All that probably had to get cut. Oh, absolutely. Oh, All right. So we want to thank everyone for listening to tonight's podcast. I'm curious on your thoughts on tonight's topic. How do you feel about on-brand products? Do you think there should be more? Should there be less? You can leave a comment below if you're watching this on our next year YouTube channel. If not, we'll be putting this up on our open forum on our website at www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash red band podcast for our listeners discuss episode topics and various other film related news. We put out episodes every Wednesday. 
for our audio listeners, you can find the Red Band Podcast on iTunes, Amazon Music, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and of course our website, which I'll say again, www.nextjourneypro.com forward slash Red Band Podcast. And as usual, before we fully close out, Mike Castle's last end notes for you guys. Yes, uh, as mentioned, all the different ways that you could probably listen to us, including Apple podcast app i never know how to pronounce that the apple podcast app there you go uh be able to look for the screaming mic head on over there hit like subscribe share with someone else leave a comment down below can you do that you can leave comments on those i think so i'm pretty sure you can yeah leave leave a rating and be sure to leave a five star rating if you enjoy this episode we'd really appreciate it not to mention you'll be able to watch us on youtube under the red band podcast as well as find us on instagram and tiktok all of those looking for the screaming mic and consider liking subscribing commenting down below what you think we should cover next or what you think we missed in this topic uh, as well as our Patreon account. We still have our Patreon account so please head on over there to subscribe for some uncut content because there's a lot of stuff as we mentioned before 90% of the stuff that's said is cut most of my uh, my end so if you want to hear all the crazy shit that I've probably said then head on over there consider subscribing that you can get listen to those <laughs> uncut versions of these episodes you know watch like next episode so we need a new <laughs> director um, he got canceled he got immediately canceled <laughs> so yeah head on over there be sure to subscribe and yeah that's that's all i got all right guys you heard it from mike please like and subscribe we'll see you next time later tater